0: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Hoops Podcast. It is Monday, July the 10th, 2017, and today uh, we're going to touch on just a couple of quick subjects. Not a whole lot happening out there, and the stuff that is happening, as you all know, is coming from SEC Football Media Days which are taking place this week. Uh, So not a lot going on on the basketball front, but we are going to touch on a couple of things. And to get started, we're going to touch on a topic that a lot of people seem to be talking about over the past couple days, and that was a post over at SEC Country. They listed the the Vegas odds, the recent Vegas Insider odds, uh, talking about the most likely 2018 National Championship contenders And on that list was a very interesting group, and mainly when you go to the SEC, uh, that was where most of the interest came when you talk about Kentucky being the one at the top uh, of the SEC group, and then Missouri being second, Florida being third, and South Carolina was also listed um, at the bottom as well. So, according to Vegas Insider, and again, these are just recent odds, and, and let me just go ahead and tell you, these are going to change, and we'll talk more about that as we go along, but... Kentucky at 8-1, Missouri at 16-1, and Florida at 20-1 uh, are currently, the way you look at it now, would be in the top 10 uh, teams with the best odds to to win the national championship this upcoming season. And I know that there was one in particular, and I think anyone who listens to this and that has followed SEC basketball knows which one that is, and that's Missouri coming in at second in the SEC at sixteen to one. Now, let me just tell you, this doesn't surprise me really in any way, and here's why: there is a lot of interest around Missouri right now. Uh, there is a lot of enthusiasm, and there are a lot of people probably wanting to place bets on Missouri, given the fact that they do have the nation's number one recruit in Michael Porter Jr. And and like I said, they do have you know three guys coming back who average in double figures as well. Yes, it was on a twenty-plus loss team for a third year in a row. But I think when you look at all that, especially with Michael Porter Jr. coming in and they have another, you know, their entire freshman group is very talented. Uh, It's not shocking at this stage here in July to see something like this, just because you have to remember, uh, you know, a lot of people are probably just looking at this and saying, hey, uh, you look at everything, this is one of those teams you kind of take a chance on. Uh, But... I think from someone who is kind of looking at it in a different way, as I am, I'm not betting money on it. Um, I would not put Missouri at a 16-1 to odds to win the national championship right now. Uh, I just don't know that that's that's necessarily feasible at this point, even with Michael Porter Jr. in the mix. There's a lot going on there. Uh, There's a lot of changes that have to be made overall, and certainly they've made a lot of those changes. I mean, you talk about they have a new head coach in Konzo Martin. Uh, Someone who has won in the past and he's had success. Uh, Now it's a matter of seeing if he can get that kind of success in the NCAA tournament. Uh, That's the big question. And so I think when you look at that, that there's still some things, you know, that we still have to see how everything's going to mesh together. And I keep repeating that, but it's most important thing is that you have to see how all the chemistry is going to develop once they're on the floor in competition, especially SEC competition. It's going to be tougher this year than it's been in a long time. So that's something to keep an eye on. And like I said, I know a lot of people are going to take this, you know, Missouri fans are going to take this as just yet another positive development in a long line of them here over the past couple months. Uh, But everyone else is going to take it as, well, what in the world is Missouri doing there? And again, just keep in mind, this is just, this is way too early odds. These are going to change. I'd be surprised if you see this kind of, you know, staying power there in that regard for Missouri in that second spot in the SEC, that is, um, just because, look, there's there's a lot of excitement around that program right now. Uh, and that's a program, you know, all programs considered, it's one of the programs in the SEC with the most momentum uh, in terms of all the positive things that have kind of happened in a row. And so you have to keep that in mind uh, when it comes to this kind of odd stuff and you're talking about betting and all those different things. And, and you know, yet again, it's July it's not, this has nothing to do, there are so many different things that are going to develop throughout a season to where these mean absolutely nothing. I mean, they don't, they don't mean anything at this point. Uh, you can't factor in injuries, you can't factor in all sorts of stuff. We don't even know all these teams' full schedules yet. We don't know how the SEC schedule, the dates, and all that kind of stuff's going to kind of fall into place. So it's really impossible at this point to put anything into this. So if you're a Florida fan going crazy about being behind Missouri uh, or if you're a, an Alabama fan or, or whoever else, uh, you know, Texas A&M not even on the list, and, and I've continually talked about how I think Texas A&M is certainly one of the most complete teams in the SEC. Uh, so it's just that there's a lot of reason to, to kind of look into this and just kind of let it go because it doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it, it is what it is. It's an early set of odds that are going to change a whole lot by the time we get to March uh, in 2018. And the other topic on today's episode, as you know, as with this point, we've been talking about non-conference schedules going through one by one and touching on the non-conference slate for all the teams in the SEC. And we've already went through a few of them thus far. And today we're going to touch on Ole Miss, who released their non-conference schedule A couple weeks ago now and it's one that's you know has some very intriguing games on I think when you look around and like we say we see teams start to add in more of these guys that are kind of going to definitely give them you know a a pretty good challenge and I think when you look at Ole Miss's schedule here there are some challenging games on there even if they are against teams that you know people may say are mid-major teams but these are very good teams and there are also some games on here uh, that are very intriguing as well against the traditional power conference team so If you start off, uh, Ole Miss starts off with Louisiana on November the 10th, and then they'll come back home for Eastern Kentucky, and then they'll get a third straight home game against Georgia State. And we know what Ron Hunter has been able to do there with that Georgia State program. I think they're going to have an opportunity to be pretty good this year. Uh, So that's going to be you know, kind of a fascinating game to watch probably. And then, uh, like most people will probably be doing around this time, uh, the Rebels are going to head away from home, and they're going to take part in the MGM Grand Main Event in Las Vegas. Uh, that is on uh, November the 20th and the 22nd. On the 20th, they will play the Utah Utes, who are going to be have another interesting team. Uh, with Larry Kostowiak there is going to have another opportunity to, to do what he's been doing with that Utah program and keep it at a high level. And then the Rebels are going to either take on uh, the Rice Owls or they'll play another Rebels team in UNLV. Uh, I think UNLV is an intriguing team. Uh, when you talk about you know recruiting class-wise, what they're going to have in there, a uh, very good freshman class, and then c- can they take that next step? And obviously playing in Las Vegas, uh, that's going to be another intriguing matchup there. So, uh, And then after that, and this is where we kind of get into some games that I think are, are very interesting. They come back home against South Dakota State, and look, South Dakota State's going to have the return of you know a guy who absolutely filled it up last year in Mike Dom, who scored twenty five point one points per game last year, had eight point one rebounds. Uh, this guy is must watch if you didn't get a chance to see him at all last season uh, with for the Jackrabbits. My goodness, this is a game you want to watch, and Ole Miss fans are probably going to be in for a treat, although they're probably not going to want to be. Uh, it's going to be very, you know, kind of fun to watch to see how Ole Miss defends a guy like this. I mean, like you said, you're talking about a guy who averages 25 points a game. He shot 51% from the floor, 42% from three. Uh, he is a very talented scorer, and, and it's going to be, you know, that's going to be one of those players when you look at a schedule like this and say, well, you need to see that game because South Dakota State – with Mike Dom on there, it is going to be a fun team to watch this season, especially with just how quickly he can light up the scoreboard. Uh, so that'll be a fun game. And then, look, here's another game against Virginia Tech. I mean, Buzz Williams is going to have a team a lot of people feel that, that could be in that top three, top four in the ACC. Um, and, you know, we've kind of seen their ascent over the past couple of years, and that's going to be another game to where we remember back last year Ole Miss played at Virginia Tech. Uh, felt like a really good opportunity for the Rebels. Just couldn't make the plays down the stretch to win that game. Uh, so that's going to be a rematch, and it's going to be another very challenging game, I think, at home there, uh, because just because of how good we think the Hokies could be as they look on paper right now here in July. So, And then the next game, uh, here's one I know that Ole Miss fans are not going to forget from last year. Uh, Ole Miss will head to MTSU to take on Kermit Davis' squad there in Murfreesboro on December the 9th and you look back at that game last year and that was a very memorable game I think for all the wrong reasons uh for for Ole Miss fans when you think about how that game unfolded um you know I think for anyone that saw it you're not going to forget it I mean MTSU led that game in Oxford last year 48 to 19 at halftime wound up winning by 15 uh, but, boy, that was just a, an unbelievable performance from the Blue Raiders. And as we know now, you know, that's a team that won a game in the NCAA tournament for the second straight year uh, and, you know, had opportunities to beat Butler in the second round, just couldn't get it done. Uh, but that was one of the situations where you, you, you knew MTSU was for real there. Uh, Ole Miss struggled early on in that game, and, and MTSU just completely kind of dominated the game there for the most part and so that's going to be another one of those games where we're talking about getting revenge uh for the rebels because you know same way with that virginia tech game although it was much closer this mtsu game for the most part was just was never really close i mean you know you're almost down 30 at halftime at home uh to a a, an mtsu team that was loaded with talent Uh, they lost reggie upshaw lost your Williams. williams it's gonna be interesting to see how kermit davis kind of puts the pieces in place beyond that but that would be another really good game you know going to be a very challenging game as well then they come back against Sam Houston State in Oxford and then (laughs) the game that was made thanks to a bitmoji and that was uh Ole Miss will be taking on Illinois State and I think everyone remembers back when Dan Muller took to Twitter and kind of created a bitmoji uh in mid-March I guess it was and, and kind of talking about trying to get Schedule games with power conference teams, and Andy Kennedy was one of the ones that that respond to to that. And even though he doesn't have Twitter, the you know Ole Miss were able to get it out there, and they they said they were going to set something up, and they did. So uh, an Illinois State team that you know probably going to take a bit of a step back. We know what they were able to do last year, win the you know co regular season champions of the Missouri Valley, uh, but they have certainly have some pieces to replace. Uh, but once again, you know, good to see that. Good to see uh, Andy Kennedy getting that game on the schedule. And then Ole Miss also has Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Uh, They'll get Bradley, another Missouri Valley team. And then we go to the Big 12 SEC Challenge where the Rebels will hit the road to take on the Texas Longhorns, which will be another intriguing matchup just because we don't really know exactly what to expect from Texas. They do get Mo Bamba in there. Uh, Certainly a a guy like that is going to be able to change the dynamic of that team. But I think people are kind of wondering what's going to happen here, you know, in another year for Shaka Smart, uh, because you know, so far it's definitely been a process and trying to build things to where he wants it, and how big of a step forward will Texas take, and that'll depend on you know where things stand, of course, in a late January game where we don't really know where either team's going to be at. But I would think, you know, when you see teams kind of getting to that point to where they're peaking down the stretch. Uh, that could have a chance to be a, a very, very fascinating matchup based on how good this old Miss backcourt is going to be. And then depending on where the development is of the front court at that point in time. So a uh, really solid schedule there for the Rebels. Uh, should be a lot of fun games on there. Like we said, some games that are really going to kind of stand out and ones that you don't want to miss. Even though on paper you may look at it and say, well, that's just a game against a traditional mid-major team not the case there's a lot of intriguing aspects and so we'll see what happens so there's another non-conference schedule breakdown like i said we'll continue to do these with other teams as we go along but that will do it for today's episode of the southeast tubes podcast be sure you're subscribed head over to itunes your podcast app just search for southeast tubes make sure you subscribe that way you can get every episode delivered to you as soon as they go up each day so thanks as always for listening to the podcast and i will talk to you guys tomorrow